0: Well good evening folks, welcome to this third of our public meetings being held here in Christ Within Ministries in Market Hill. Uh, Last night we were thinking about coping with the waiver child, the previous night coping with depression and our subject this evening is coping with loneliness. It's a very relevant subject, Uh, many people in our community are very lonely. Uh, We noticed uh, on Wednesday night that uh, drugs for depression Are the most prescribed drugs of all Uh, i wonder if there was medication for loneliness uh, whether that would actually be the highest prescribed drug by gps i want us to look at the subject of loneliness under four headings the fact of loneliness the effects of loneliness the causes of loneliness and then dealing with loneliness let's begin by thinking first of all about the fact of loneliness For those of you who are old enough to remember, I wonder what comes to mind when I say to you 1966. Yeah, probably most of you would think of England winning the World Cup. But actually, in 1966, that was the year when the Beatles released their album called Revolver. And on that album, there was a single written by Paul McCartney. Uh, a single called Eleanor Rigby. It's a song about loneliness and it's centered around uh, two individuals who are part of a church. Uh, Eleanor Rigby uh, is a lady who's unmarried and she uh, helps out at the church, especially when there are functions. Uh, the priest at the church is Father Mackenzie. Uh, obviously as a priest, he too is unmarried and uh, McCartney wrote these words, Eleanor Rigby picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been, lives in a dream. Her dream probably was that one day she would be a bride getting married. Waits at the window, wearing the face that she keeps in a jar at the door. A happy face that obviously is uh, when really deep down she's quite sad. And who is it for? And then Father Mackenzie, the unmarried priest, Uh, Writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear, no one comes near. Look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? Uh, A picture of loneliness. And then it goes on again to speak about Eleanor Rigby, died in the church and was buried along with her name. Nobody came. All the lonely people, where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? Ah, look at all the lonely people. Look at all the lonely people. Paul McCartney, back in the mid-1960s, looked around and he saw lonely people. Uh, he realised that whilst there was a lot going on in society in those days, there were an awful lot of lonely people. Other performers, of course, have focused on the theme of loneliness. You're all familiar with uh, Elvis's song, Are You Lonesome Tonight?, uh, or Hank Williams and the Cowboys, I'm so lonesome I could cry. Or perhaps a more modern uh, singer, Eric Carmen's all by myself. The fact of the matter is there are loads of lonely people in our community here in Market Hill. In a survey in the United Kingdom uh, in 2022, 49.6% of those surveyed reported feeling lonely, either occasionally, sometimes often or always now if that percentage figure of the survey is representative of the population and 49.6 percent feel lonely that equates to 25.99 million people 7.1 percent of people surveyed say that they are chronically lonely that's about 3.8 million and it's up from 6 percent, 3.2 million in 2020 So in other words, we are even higher now than it was the case during the pandemic. There are more people feeling lonely now than then, whenever people were closed in and not allowed to interact with each other. Loneliness affects all sorts of people. Children and young people at school and college. uh, People who are single. People who are married. Uh, It affects those who are on benefits, it affects people with lots of money, it affects people who are directors of companies and also people who work on the shop floor, it affects people who are old, it affects people who are young and all those in between. After Queen Victoria's husband uh, Prince Albert died, uh, she once said to one of her helpers in the palace, I have no one left to call me Victoria. She was a very lonely woman. Even though she was surrounded by people every day, she was nevertheless very lonely. Lord Alfred Tennyson visited her one time at the palace and having visited her, he came back and he was speaking to one of his friends and he said, up there in all her splendor and glory, she is very lonely. Not that long ago in the United States of America, an advert appeared in a local paper which read something like this. For $5, I'm willing to call at your house and sit with you and listen to talk, listen to you talk or to chat with you. There was a phone number given. It didn't take long before that man was inundated with calls. It shows how lonely people are. I read about an elderly Christian lady who'd been involved in her church for some time and eventually she became housebound as a result of uh, getting old and also as a result of illness <clears throat> She ended up being cared for by local authorities. She had a care package and uh, the carers came in uh, a number of times a day She kept a diary in which she recorded all those who came to see her After a few years she died and of course there were some people from the community came to the funeral There were a few from the church that she had attended came to the funeral When her house was being cleared out, after her death, they found her diaries. And one of the most awful things was that on almost every page, not quite every page, but on almost every page, she had written the words, No one came today. That is a tragic and damning testimony with regards to the loneliness that people experience. He read about another gentleman who, after his wife died, started to play solitaire by himself in his living room to pass the time. He kept a written record of the games he had played and ended up with six ledgers full of his recorded accounts of 132,400 games. That man must have been very, very lonely. Being chronically lonely must be one of the most miserable conditions with which a person has to live. Now, having said that, we must not confuse loneliness with being on one's own. Solitariness, there are many people who live alone, but they're not lonely. Uh, they actually can enjoy a measure of solitariness that they find themselves experiencing. There are some people who prefer their own company. And there are times when it's actually good to be alone. You remember that our Lord Jesus Christ from time to time went away to be on his own. So you can be on your own, but not in any way feel lonely. Alternatively, you can be in a crowd of people and yet feel very, very lonely. So what is loneliness? Well, let me give you this definition. Loneliness is a subjective, unwelcome feeling of lack or loss of companionship. It occurs when there is a mismatch between the quantity and the quality of the social relationships that we have and those that we want or that we need so it's possible to be married and yet feel lonely because the quality of the relationship is not what it should be you might be able to name loads of people who you call friends you might have hundreds of friends on Facebook but still be lonely because although they are friends you're not getting what you need and what you want from them as friends you could be a member of a church comprised of lots of people And know loads of them, but still be lonely. Because your interaction with them is limited to an hour or two a week. It's somewhat superficial. And it's not really what your soul needs. The same can be said of belonging to an association or a group or a club. But let's move on and let's think secondly of the causes of loneliness. I'm not going to spend long on this, but uh, some of the causes of loneliness are as follows. Bereavement, especially whenever a couple have lived together for a long time. Singleness, those who have never married can very often as they go on in years feel very lonely. Being housebound due to illness and age and of that category we have many many people in our community. You can feel lonely if you have to move house and move into a different community and especially if it's a sort of closed community. And uh, no, even if you've lived there for 40 years, you're still regarded as a blow-in. That can be a lonely experience. Our children can feel lonely if they have to move school or even if they go to university, going away maybe to a strange city, going to university. Yes, there's stacks of people, but you can still feel very lonely. You can feel lonely if you go to a new job, taking time to settle in. You can feel lonely if you are different from other people and maybe you just don't fit in as well that's especially the case in sports for example uh, the person who is always last to be picked for a team because he doesn't fit in parents can feel lonely as a result of empty nest syndrome when the children grow up and move away you can feel lonely in a marriage relationship because of marriage problems And you can feel lonely because of opposition and lack of support, perhaps in your place of employment or business. What are the effects of loneliness? Let's think of that thirdly. What are the effects of loneliness? Recently, various medical studies have shown that there is a real connection between loneliness and a person's physical and mental health. In 2022, people who had a mental health or physical health problem were over three times as likely to be chronically lonely as those who were not. There is substantial medical evidence to show that having a lack of social connections, uh, being lonely in other words, increases the risk of premature mortality. Medics know that loneliness is associated with acute stress, with high blood pressure, with reduced immunity against infections. It's also associated with a 29% increase in the risk of coronary heart disease and also a 32% increase in risk of a stroke. One study found that loneliness was associated with a two-fold risk of type 2 diabetes. It can also impact the immune system and metabolic regulation. As well as that, there's the impact upon a person's mental health that a lonely person experiences, especially when it comes to things like depression. It's estimated that 60% of people who experience chronic loneliness are mentally distressed compared to 15% of those who are not lonely. Sadly, as we know, loneliness can lead to higher incidence of suicide. And it's also associated with poor, poorer cognitive function and a greater risk of dementia. Loneliness can also lead to higher instances of low self-esteem and the lack of personal confidence. Uh, it's a major contributory factor to poor mental and physical health. These are some of the effects of loneliness and there's so much loneliness in our community. So that brings us to the question then, what can we do about loneliness? And that brings us to our last point, dealing with loneliness. I think first of all we have to say that God does not intend us to be lonely. How do we know that? Well, when God looked around at everything he made, he saw that all was very good. However, there was one thing that God saw that he said wasn't good. Genesis 2 and verse 18, the Lord God said, it is not good. For man to be alone. You see, we are created in the image of God, and as such, we are social beings. God is a social being. There are three persons within the Godhead the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and they are in relationship one with the other. We are made in God's image, and we are made for relationships. Some of those relationships are deeper and more intimate than others. For example, marriage is a much more deeper and intimate relationship than a friendship. But relationships are essential for us in our humanity. Lack of relationships actually diminishes our humanity. It adversely affects us if relationships with others are removed from us. That being so, we must make sure that we do not withdraw from relationships. We must make sure that we do all that we can to seek to make and to nurture relationships. In the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 18, we read, A man who has friends must show himself friendly. In other words, we have a duty to show ourselves friendly to others if we ourselves are to enjoy and experience friendship. Some people are lonely because they're not prepared to make the effort to go to meet with and establish relationships with others. They don't nurture relationships and so they end up being devoid of meaningful relationships and end up lonely. And I would say that you shouldn't wait for people to make friends with you, you should take the initiative and seek to make friends with them. But as well as realising that God doesn't want us to be lonely, we should also realise that God has provided for our loneliness. Whenever God saw that Adam was alone and uh, lonely, God made provision to deal with his loneliness. He gave him Eve. He gave him a companion, someone to be there with him. Someone with whom he could share and enjoy all the changing experiences of life. Well, God has provided for our loneliness. You see, one of the most fundamental relationships that we can enjoy is a relationship with God himself. And that relationship, when it is properly established and nurtured, can overcome even the most chronic feelings of loneliness. But the problem is, because of sin, our relationship with God has fallen apart. It's in tatters. And there's only one way it can be fixed. God wants it to be fixed. He's provided a way for it to be fixed. And that is through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. That, of course, is the message of the Bible. The message of the Bible is all about being brought into a right relationship with God so that we can enjoy all the benefits that are associated with such a relationship. The scriptures tell us, your sins have separated you from God. But praise God. Praise God. The scriptures also say that we can be brought near by the blood of Christ and we can call God Father and enter into that wonderful relationship. And here's the wonderful thing, that once that fundamental relationship with God himself is established, that then also brings about and establishes a relationship between you and each of God's people, other Christians, especially those other Christians in the church that you join. You see when God brings you to become a Christian, God wants you to and expects you to become a member of a local congregation. He doesn't want you to live or expect you to live your life as a Christian in isolation from other Christians. Relationships are important. Living away from other Christians is not good for you. He wants you to be part of the family of God. Psalm 68 and verse 6 says, He, that is God, sets the lonely in families. And in the church you experience friendship and fellowship and the family life of the people of God. The church isn't a club that you join. It's not an organisation. It's a family of which you become a part. One of the greatest benefits of being a Christian is being part of god's family it's wonderful that god forgives us of our sins it's wonderful that he promises eternal life it's wonderful that he adopts us into his family and lets us enjoy the blessings and benefits of being part of god's family and these are things that come as a result of our fundamental relationship with god being re-established now if the church was functioning as it should there would be no chronically lonely Christians. Other Christians would be there for them. Other Christians would visit and spend time with them. But sadly, the church sometimes feels in this aspect of its life. And we need to think about this and get back to caring for one another and being there for one another, especially those who are on their own. Maybe more people would be interested in Christianity. If we as Christians and if our churches were more the people we should be if unbelievers saw us giving ourselves and self-sacrificing commitment to each other in the way that we should you remember that it was said of the christians in the early days of the church unbelievers said of them look at how these christians love one another the love and care for one another that was seen in the church was actually attractive to many who were not christians well, how else can we deal with loneliness? Well, let me finish by mentioning two principles that I believe are very important. First of all is the principle of accepting what you cannot change. Some things you can't do anything about. The death of a loved one, leaving you on your own. The death of uh, a spouse, uh, a mother, a father, a child. Uh, and you lose that companionship and that closeness that you had. When that happens In some people it can lead to anger and resentment and isolation. We shouldn't do that. We have to accept that this is part of life. It's part of God's will for our lives. And even though those who are close to us have been taken away, we have to live in the aftermath of that in a way that honors and glorifies God. How? By accepting what we cannot change. It's the same whenever a divorce happens. It's the same whenever there's a breakup in a relationship between a fella and girl who maybe thought they were going to live together as husband and wife for the rest of their lives. You have to accept what you cannot change. And then secondly, there's the principle of altering what you can change. Are you on your own? Well, then change it. Do something about it. Go out and be a friend to others. Go and visit someone. Go and help someone. Visit them instead of waiting for someone to visit you. Organise a get-together rather than waiting to be invited to a get-together. Have someone round to your house for lunch rather than hoping that someone will have you round to their house. Go to church regularly. Get involved in your church. Serve in your church. Join a local club or association in your community. Take up a hobby. Offer to look after young children of that husband and wife who are frazzled and need a bit of time to themselves. God does not intend us to be lonely. He's given us his son to be a constant Companion throughout the journey of life. Now along the journey of life the reality is we lose loved ones we lose companions we lose friends but we will never ever lose Jesus. He has said I will never leave you I will never forsake you I am with you always. The Bible tells us there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother and that friend is Jesus. The psalmist says, when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Now, of course, we should enjoy and do enjoy the relationships and companions of other people in life. But, folks, the best companion, the best relationship, the most important and most lasting companionship and relationship of all is the one that we have with Jesus Christ. I love Psalm 73, verses 23 and following the psalmist says nevertheless i am continually with you you hold me by my right hand you will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory whom have i in heaven but you there's none on the earth that i desire besides you my flesh and heart may feel but god is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Here's a man who finds complete satisfaction in God. He knows that God is there. God is with him. It's a real living relationship. Psalm 68 again. He sets the lonely in families. Let me invite you this evening. To become a member of the best family on earth. The family of God. How do you do that? By accepting Jesus Christ as Saviour. And as you do that, you're able to call God Father. And you have brothers and sisters in Christ. May God bless these thoughts to our hearts. Amen.